Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot? With my eyes all bloodshot. Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for oven. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir, and we're back with another episode this week. And before we start off, let me just say a moment of silence for all the soldiers that's crying over the loss of Rihanna's uh, uh, fertility as she has just announced that she is pregnant. <laughs> yes, and she's looking good as shit while she's pregnant, too. God damn, come here, Riri. Bad, bad God, Riri. God damn oh, it, man. Oh, but, we, but definitely, we are pleased, even under these amounts of stress that we are all going through as men we are pleased to bring to y'all another episode this week for show <laughs> correct correct now let's go ahead and jump into this thing shall we sir let's do it man Bet. yeah dog so there's there's just plenty of reasons why i just feel like again not just as a fat person but just in general as a person in general who doesn't have all the money in the world to spend mm-hmm. uh you know for not ordering some adventurous shit because I don't know at all. Like like we were just saying, you know, it's it's like you're taking so much of a risk, and it's funny because what time better to do that than when you're drunk? Which is usually I feel like when that shit happens. Exactly. But I mean, I can understand ha- when you're drunk, you always want that that stalwart shit. Like my hangover hey. shit is always a Chipotle burrito and fucking Gatorade. Really? And that's yeah. That's I sweet. just I like that. It helps me fucking recover. Um, I you know soak up the rest of the alcohol and put the, the the electrolytes back in my body, but at the same time, it's just like procuring that when I'm when I'm like fucked up. Unless I do Uber Eats and want to spend all that extra money, is <laughs> a little difficult. Oh, man. <laughs> Nigga, hey, nah, no bullshit. My fucking go-to hangover meal is one hundred percent the greasiest burger you could find me, dog. I need me a fat ass, preferably Five Guys burger. You know I, what I mean? I used to do that too, but then I was like, I need to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I ain't mad at that. Nah, but, but but what what I was gonna say though was that for my birthday, I remember um I've never really been a fish person. Well, let me rephrase that. Um um uh, I've I've never been a seafood person, again, as an adult necessarily. I like I for some reason I remember always liking like fish fish sticks and shit. I mean, yeah, like, but that's, that's, like, that's like eating tuna fish sandwiches too, though. You know, that's basic. I mean, fair enough, but even even then, like, just the whole seafood as a whole, I was just, as an adult, I just wasn't rocking with it until recently, uh-huh. and I hadn't rocked with it, and so I was drunk as shit on my birthday, and we went to, like, this, this um, just, what, I, I think it's called, is it Clyde's? I think it might be, yeah, is that a Clyde's. Place? It's a, it's a kind of a bougie little looking spot. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair uh-huh. enough, yeah. Yeah, we went to Clyde's, and I had their, um, trout. Oh, okay. And nigga, I have, like I said, I'm not a fish person at all. So I don't know what business I had ordering trout. Like, you know what I mean? Like that shit just sounds like some shit that you order when fish is your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But nigga, I was drunk. And to be honest, somebody convinced me to get it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. And you know what? It actually was a good idea. That shit was fire. That's what's so. I don't know. I said all that just to say, dog, <laughs> just try your fucking expand your taste buds, man. Because honestly... I've held back myself from nigga amazing food just mm-hmm. because I'm like a wild ass picky eater, bro. Like, like, like I said, like I said before this, Damn. dog. I 
when I go to a restaurant, I play as safe as possible. I go for the, if I don't understand what's going on here, I'm getting the burger. I'm getting the motherfucking, uh, the personal pizza if they got it. Which, <laughs> I love me a little personal pizza. Hey, you know, that's another thing, dog, that for me, nigga, I, I feel like you can't fuck up pizza. Like, sure, you can have bad pizza. Yeah. But I, it, it not to the point where I won't eat it. But some, some I don't know. I guess. I mean, I guess you're pretty. You're pretty, unless you just completely like burn it to a crisp. But yeah, well, like, yeah. I, I feel. Sure. I, I kind of feel the same way. Like you really got to fuck up pizza to fuck up pizza. It's kind of like I, I don't know if you ever been to like a resort out of the country, like one of them little all you can eat joints. Uh, never out of the country and all you can eat joint. Well, well, but okay. Regardless, you've been to an all you can eat type of situation. Yes, of many different types of like food. Yes. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> hey, fat niggas for life, though. What you mean? Hey, that's a fact. <laughs> Nah, but what's funny is that like I feel like um every time you go to any kind of all you can eat where like you go and you serve yourself, yeah, they always have the pizza that you're just like, all right, you're gonna give it a benefit of the doubt. You kind of feel excited because you're like, okay, pizza. Everything else looks kind of suspect, but you can't go wrong with the pizza. And don't get me wrong, a lot of times that should be stale as fuck. It'd be dry as fuck. <laughs> yep. It just got no kind of flavor. The sauce got nothing on it. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's pizza. And it's better than eating whatever kind of chicken that was on the next to it. True. But at the same time, like, it not, well, I guess nowadays, now that I'm not, now that I actually try a bunch of different shit and want to try a bunch of different shit, like, I'm more or less likely to eat any American style food at any, like, anything, any other type of restaurant. You know, if it's Greek restaurant, like, you know, Chinese restaurant, fucking, you know, African restaurant, whatever, like, whatever kind of restaurant, if it is, if it's an all-you-can-eat joint, and they've got any kind of American food sitting there, I'm not touching the American food. Now, let me ask you, was that <laughs> a, a conscious effort you had to make at some point in your life to do yes, that? Yes, yes, because it's like, I want to at least experience, like, for me, everything is about the experience with life, right? And food mm-hmm. is one of the most diverse things in this world, so, like, sure. I don't understand why people are picky eaters, like, you should, like, at least try a little bit of something from everywhere, because yeah, there is true. so much damn food. I mean, just look at D.C. as a city, and the amount of restaurants that are in it of all different types. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you could probably eat from just about every country in the world, if not every region of the world in DC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that's a fact. I'm all about just trying like new foods. Like if I travel somewhere, even in this country, (coughs) if I'm going to fucking new Orleans, I'm going to like the top restaurants in new Orleans. I'm saving up my money to do that. Like I want to eat the best food in fucking new Orleans. That's how I am now. I don't fucking go clubbing anymore. I'm that nigga that goes on. The hey, t- I go too. to see some sites. I go to eat. Hopefully I can find some weed to smoke. And that's sure. what the fuck I'm doing. I'm gonna have some drinks. I'm gonna get litty with my peoples, but it's not going to be crazy. I'm here to see nah. shit. And I'm here to eat. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. Right. And, but, and I ain't gonna lie. That's me right now. For sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, Wherever destination I'm at, to find me the best hole in the wall, or just whatever that region's specialty is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like whatever I can't get back home. Hey. But I ain't gonna lie, that shit just reminded me of when I went to Vegas, like maybe four or five years ago now. Uh-huh. And my, I don't know why I did this. I don't know. Maybe I, I hope it was for uh, monetary reasons, like uh-huh. to not spend that much money. <laughs> But I remember I had fucking Subway in Vegas. And thinking about it back now, that shit 
like I feel pretty fucking stupid because of that. Because it was just hey. like, damn, dog. Like I mean, I I'm went in to fucking Vegas. I yeah, I feel you because, but I mean, you know, I mean, shit. I had McDonald's when I was in Vegas. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I also had Fat Burger, which was like one of the bigger, like a bit like a night, mm. like a chain out there, or at least a spot out there. Yeah. Uh, I also had Del Taco for the first time <laughs> when I was in fucking Vegas, and you know that's just like the Taco Bell of the West Coast. I think it might be a little bit better, but you know, <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? I, I think it is, and it's kind of crazy how. The West Coast has certain chains that, um, I mean, aside from the obvious ones, like, mm-hmm. you know, in and out and shit. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this joint. It's funny because I remember when when I went to the, uh, to California, because I've, I've gone a couple times. I've gone when I was younger, and then I've gone recently as an adult. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I was younger, for some reason, like, my aunt always bought their family uh, some I don't know if it was Taiwanese food, but it's called Yoshinoa. Have you ever heard of that shit? No. Duh, it's again, it's some very regional specific to California. Like I, again, I, it could be Chinese food, but it was what's teriyaki chicken? Do you know? That's Japanese. Okay, so it's probably a Japanese place. So it was uh, like a to go type. And again, this is before because like right now they have a whole bunch of uh, teriyaki kind of like. Um, What's that joint in Aspen Hill called? Uh, oh, I guess you don't live in. Oh, the Sarku, the Sarku Japan. Yeah, yeah, Sarku, yeah, Sarku Japan joints. They have them joints. I feel like pretty regularly around now. But I feel like back then, like just that in its own was kind of crazy. Again, I had never seen it, True. and just the name itself just seemed crazy to me. Shit, you them just I mean? the the hibachi joints. I thought them joints was crazy because they were you know nowhere around here, and then all of a sudden they just mm-hmm. popped up everywhere, and I was like, oh shit. Nigga, there's literally, I feel like it goes through faith from that, and now it's the the K-pop joint. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. The Korean barbecue shit. Have you tried that shit? I've had it. I fucking love it. Like, I'm telling you, my dog, you got to If you can get in there, go to Iron Age down in Rockville. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I haven't gone here yet, gone there yet, and it's it's specifically for the reason I said before. But <laughs> I have said that in, in 2022, I want to be at least a little bit more open to trying new food. I'm gonna tell so you. I'm have you gonna... have you ever been to um what's that shit called like the Brazil like uh what do you call that shit the Brazilian all you can eat spot uh what's that shit called oh you talking about uh, Fogo de Chão yeah have you ever been there where they just like bring you meat and you yeah. just pick what you want <laughs> well basically Facts. the Iron Age is a lot like that right so what you do is they'll, they'll mm. come in there and you can choose which which one of the menus you want to get off of and each one has like the specific meat on there that <clears throat> that they offer. And then you just get like whatever you <clears throat> you tell the person, you tell the waiter, bring me this, bring us this, bring us this. So you can get like spicy pork belly. You can get like uh, like some type of regular steak. You can get chicken, like uh, garlic chicken. Like it's a whole bunch. Of, it's like a list of like at least 20 things on there that you can choose from. So, I mean, <clears throat> and they just bring it, they cook it on the table and you eat that shit. You can ask for rice. They got a little salad and a little other shit. So mm. it's just like, yeah, I've gone to town so many times that that motherfucker is good. All this stuff is That's good. That's just all you can eat, too? It's all you can eat. Nigga, I'm going one of these days for sure. It's I'm like a smooth $27 a person, but like it's all you can eat. And they don't, I don't know if they put a time limit on it now just because of COVID, you know what I'm saying? But like before, they didn't yeah, have yeah. a time limit on it. See, and that's another thing for me, bro. That like I've 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 told myself that I want to do this too. Like instead of getting motherfucking like you know like let's say if I want a burger instead of going to McDonald's, let me go to like a restaurant or some kind of some kind of hole in the wall joint. Yeah, that probably is gonna be better. I'm probably gonna pay maybe a dollar or two more. You know what I mean? Mm. But 
nonetheless, it's not a mass-produced patty that you're fucking, you know, just one of the maybe thousands that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know. You're just getting more ba- more value, in my, in my opinion. That shit. So I'm definitely yeah. trying to. Yeah, and I've I'm trying to do more of that at the same at the same uh, with everything really, um, just go after you know, yeah, just better sure. versions of what I get anyway. But what what really kicks us in the ass in the end is that inconvenience. And with Uber Eats, it makes oh, it, yeah. it makes it a little better for what you can order on Uber Eats. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of us still fucking order McDonald's on Uber Eats when it's <laughs> when it's probably five minutes down the street from where most of us live. Nigga, that shit be pissing. Yo, I can't tell you that pisses me off about me the most. Everything, cause like I've I've told my brother this shit. How like it's funny how like I can order anything other than McDonald's. I can order from like Uber Eats goes to damn near every single restaurant that's in the area. Uh-huh. So you don't have to get McDonald's, but for some reason, dog, I'm paying that fucking dumbass. Four ninety nine delivery fee to fucking get McDonald's delivered to me and paying like, <laughs> yep, nigga thirty dollars for, for a couple McDoubles and a fry and like a fucking milkshake or some shit, you know. Mm. So it's just like, damn, dog, that's just terrible, bro. It really is, terrible. but I mean, it's like it's like the convenience on top of the convenience. Like I don't know what it is about. We're just too we have it too drilled into like. I guess American culture that like we want the most convenient shit, even if it's like for not sure. great for us, we're still gonna fucking rock for it. Nigga, I, convenience is about to be the end of fucking humanity, though. I swear, because it's like, I mean, you're right, and, and and I'm not saying that I'm against convenience, but it's just I feel like niggas will fucking sell their soul for convenience, or you know, I, I don't know, just kind of like trade in certain aspects of you know shit that you know is cool for convenience, but. Nonetheless, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I'm all for it. Now, honestly, tell you the truth, uh, coming up, c- trying to get ready for today's show, uh, I mm. did not really look up anything. And the shit that I did look up, I had absolutely no interest in. Hey, before, and I don't mean to cut you off on that, but let me, I just remembered. What's up? I know this isn't going to come to, um, this is just part of whatever uh, to say, but uh I know that this isn't gonna come out today, but RB, uh, this is the two year anniversary. Oh, I know this is not, again, this is gonna come out a couple of days after us recording it, but it is the two year anniversary of Kobe passing, Kobe and his daughter and everybody that was on that plane. So definitely RIP yes. to the legend Kobe and again everybody that was on that helicopter. No bullshit. That's gonna be hey, I, I'm not gonna not to compare uh tragedies here because that's terrible thing to do but just as far as like how like i'll never forget it it's kind of like 9-11 for me like i remember i'll never forget where i was you know when all that shit was happening i just have like a very vivid image of it and when kobe passed it's the same thing like i feel like I'm, even though it was only two years ago i get that too but i just i just feel like it's gonna be one of those things that like everybody's gonna remember when you found out when, yeah uh when so when Kobe died, and, and again, I'm sure that's the, the same for other people, like maybe Michael Jackson when oh, he passed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll never forget that shit. God damn it! Only thing is, is because I almost died the same day, like the the night before. <laughs> so I got that was the crazy shit. Damn, yeah, nah, for sure, dog. So definitely, uh, big R.I.P. to Kobe, man, yes. and and to definitely. all the family members that are that lost loved ones on that on that uh, helicopter. The the pilot, the athletes, the parents, yep. everybody who was there. No, nah, definitely, man, definitely, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Again, that I guess 
just kind of showed uh, how, and, and it's funny because it just kind of goes to show. I don't know if you remember the uh, the white lady from Fox News who was, was like, you know, telling basketball players to just shut up and dribble. Oh yeah, that trick. And it's kind of funny because like. This, like this just goes to show that those people who you're saying are just athletes and just to shut up and dribble, like one of these people dies and you see how much it like affects the world. Mm-hmm. Like not just, not just people who watch basketball, not just America, but nigga, the fucking world, you know what I mean? was rocked when Kobe Bryant exactly. died. Like, I'm talking about people from all walks of life were, uh, were, you know, just filling the, the loss of Kobe and again, it just kind of goes to show how much, uh, you know, I guess basketball players are, are really just touch everybody. You know what I mean? And yeah. So I don't know. I, I just, I just kind of well, was reminded of that when, when that. Shit you also got to think about <clears throat> Kobe wasn't just a basketball player. He was a philanthropist. Yeah. He was sure. an author. He uh he worked in a film like I think they had like a short or a video that they did mm-hmm. that had won like Grammy or some shit like that yeah like the year mm-hmm. before so like Kobe was was in all type of different things so a lot of yep. people loved Kobe for a lot of different things not just basketball but basketball was the biggest thing that he was known for for sure and like you said sports touch people's lives in huge ways and when you're one of the greatest in whatever sport you are in everyone feels like. I mean, you're a part of everyone's life. They feel like they know you because they already know so much about you. They've been following you for so long. They've watched mm. you get older and get better, you know, get smarter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people were invested in Kobe Bryant's life, not for just, sure. like, in money, but as in, like, watching him grow as a person, watching him grow as a player, you know what I'm saying? Like, watching him grow as a leader. Like, he yeah. be, he, tra- he transformed so much from when I first mm. remember seeing Kobe Bryant come into the league to when he retired. He was, like, a completely different player not just a better yeah. player but just a better person player mm-hmm. like all around so it, sure. was like, it was like when you see someone change like that and then also again like jordan he changed the way that niggas played the game now you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so like yeah. it was just is it's, it's a fucking it's a huge loss it's a fucking huge loss and For he's sure. he's one of those few people that are at that level all across the board internationally where people like just lost their shit when he passed mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know one of the, one of the things that like one of the little nuanced things that I really liked about Kobe was his uh, his love for soccer. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like a lot of, I mean, and, and not just that, but just I guess I, he had he he also knew fluent Spanish, which is kind of fucking insane. Yeah, because he, he he lived in Spain for a while for like a yeah, few years or something. So yeah, uh-huh. like, I remember when I first heard him speak to like Messi in Spanish, I was like, the fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another thing that um it, it was cool because a lot of um a lot of Kobe shoes like with, with Nike um had a certain um like you know whether it would be Kobe's favorite soccer team or there was a touch of soccer to it, like a lot of shoes like I remember one of the one of the Kobe shoes like if you look at them they look like an indoor soccer team uh shoe yeah okay. It looked look like an indoor soccer joint and um I don't know it's just kind of cool that that was one of the things that you know he I don't know. I just feel like most most uh, people, you know, they might like soccer like on a surface level, but you could tell Kobe was really into it. He was a real big fan, and you know, he he was really about his shit. So I I always thought that was cool about Kobe. He had he had a little game too. I'd seen him play a little yeah. bit. You know, mm-hmm. he had some touch. He was nice. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So definitely, big up uh, to Kobe's legacy. Obviously, his family, uh, and yeah, man, big R.I.P. Yeah. So. 
But uh, <clears throat> kind of switching back a little bit, yeah, like nothing yeah. has been going on recently that's really been know. like worthy of really being talked about. At least in my opinion, like, eh, like they, of course, now they're put. Oh, the one thing that they're that they're really really trying to talk about now is uh, they've been saying they couldn't find nobody to do a versus uh, with Busta Rhymes, and now they're trying to talk about getting Eminem to do one. <laughs> hey, so so let me, okay, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so I've seen a post. Have you seen? It's like a fucking video where Eminem comes up and he's like rapping in front of like an arcade yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. So, so I seen uh, Meryl from Deezus and Meryl, uh, like, uh, like retweet I didn't know it was gonna be fucked up. And he was like, "Nigga, uh, Busta Rhymes has been doing this shit ten times better for like the last fifteen years, <laughs> and y'all hyping this trash up." Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I every time I hear, and it's like, again, like we said in the last review, um, on the King's Disease two, when we were talking about the song with not with Nas that he's on, yeah. like we already know that he can rap, but like for some reason right now he's really doing the speed thing as I yeah. guess like a way to like prove a point or whatever, um, and it, I mean it's cool, but like like. He doesn't have that much stuff that's really that fast. I feel like everything that's really been fast has been in the last few years, like or like in the last like ten years, honestly. So like, it's but I mean it's just like I I mean he's I mean Meryl brings up a really valid point. Buster's been rhyming like that since the fucking eighties, though. <laughs> so let me just say this right, because um, uh, Adam Twenty Two from the No Jumper Podcast he he mentioned this when he was interviewing somebody. That and I thought this is a really good point. Um, but it's easy to sound good when you're rapping that fast because people can't really understand what you're saying half of the time. True. You know what I mean? So so your bars don't really have to be that vicious. If if and sure, I'm sure there is some good bars, but like be being that most people will probably only understand maybe like 75%. Of, of your verse, you know what I mean? Because of how fast you're going. Mm-hmm. And, and those people are probably only going to be like the, the stands or, you know, the, like your big, huge fans. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like it, it, it's kind of like it's, again, obviously you deserve your kudos for your ability to rap that fast to begin with. Yeah. But it shouldn't be viewed as this big, oh my God. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're, your fucking lyricism might be suffering just because of how fast you're going. True. Um, and, and how clearly know, I, you're I just, saying shit. Cause that's a big thing with people rapping fast. They don't enunciate the words. So it's like mm-hmm. if a good person, oh, somebody who can rap fast and is good at rapping fast, you can clearly understand everything they say. Yeah. Like, especially when you go back and like hear like legit focus on uh, what they're saying exactly. bar for bar. Sure. It's just fast, but yes, you can hear every fucking thing they say. Like I have to go back and check out this stuff with Eminem because I mean, Eminem, he's pretty clear on what he says. But again, like yeah. I don't look for him, so even when I hear him say, I'll, I'll listen to like a few bars, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, I see where this is going, and I don't really listen to the whole thing. I'm not even gonna lie that that thing that they were sending out every day, every, the whole last week, I wasn't. I think I got it five times, and I might have listened to like a a smooth fifteen seconds of it, like <laughs> at the absolute most. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but um, again, this may have been Meryl who said this again, <laughs> but somebody on Twitter was like that uh, Eminem started making music for uh, for fucking um, like uh, army vet people who 
<laughs> for army vet niggas who drive like old fucking uh, pickup trucks and shit, like you know what I mean? Wow. Like, <laughs> like them beats be sounding mad. Like yo, I love my country. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to tell you, that was the funniest shit I've seen, bro. And I was like, yes, that's exactly... Like, if you hear... No bullshit, dog. If you listen to this nigga Eminem's music, it just has, like, a vibe. Like, when you listen to... Like, when you listen to Eminem, you don't... I'm sorry, dog. Like, I hate to gauge rap music by, like, using cool as a fucking measuring stick. Talk your shit, nigga. Talk your shit. But there is nothing cool about what this nigga Eminem does, dog. He's like, he's like one of them niggas that just be doing extra shit in front of bitches, just, to, just to try to you know stand out. But like the bitches is like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Like that's what Eminem is, bro. I'm sorry, you know, as somebody who's a fan of lyricism, I love Kendrick Lamar. I love all that shit. But you know what, dog? Kendrick Lamar does not have a whole entire fucking uh, 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 catalog of his career focused to rapping fast. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, he'll, ha- he'll have parts, but it's not nearly as much as, as fucking Eminem. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, like I said, it's like a concentrated thing now. But hey, I mean, excuse me, who am I to rain on anybody's parade with whatever makes them happy? Um, especially since that man is, is apparently off the stuff now. Maybe, you know... Maybe this is what he wanted to do the whole time. He wanted to be like the white twister, the white twister. It's kind of funny how like I feel like whenever artists in general kind of are doing better in their life, whether it be uh uh you know physically uh, because of their health or just you know they're out of jail or whatever, I always feel like I don't know they don't have that <laughs> I guess that edge that allows them to make music that people fuck with. Like another example uh, of this, and I don't know if you've been keeping up with this, is uh is Bobby Shmurda. That I remember oh, when yeah. he when he first went to jail, nigga, and, and he didn't snitch on nobody. Everybody was like, yeah, you know, Bobby's the man. Da, 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 da. But Bobby comes out and niggas is not fucking like that. His music isn't really bubbling like that. And you know why don't people like he's kind of like the butt of, of the joke now with, with his whole dancing shit? <laughs> so, so I don't know, man. It's just kind of funny how like you know people when people are doing like kind of bad, they have like this certain allure to them. But as soon as they start doing good and trying to be like actually better for themselves, it's like you kind of lose your edge. I guess I don't know, and it's just kind of crazy. I mean, that's... if that's what that person was known for, and you don't know them for anything else but wilding out, like. That's pretty much like how they stepped onto the scene or, you know, they've been wild since they got here or whatever, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I could see it. And then Bobby Schmurter came in with like, I mean, I hate to say it, but the straight niggatry, dog. Like, it was just straight niggatry that they came in with, right? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe he's just a product of that time frame. And maybe, you know, like, maybe it's just been a little bit too long and people really aren't feeling his style or his flow or I don't know, because I've been hearing people talk mad shit about it, too. But personally, I haven't even heard the song yet. 
I ain't gonna lie, I haven't either. But, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that Bobby Schmurder was some stalwart rapper of like the highest lyrical order because really the only, I know he had a couple of songs or at least a couple of features that was out before he went in. Only one I really know is Hot Nigga, and that is not the most lyrical song in the world. So I'm I not gonna nigga, sit I'm not gonna sit here and, and really cape for it to be like something that is like that that profoundly changed like hip hop or was like one of the most lyrically genius things I've ever heard of. Like okay, I'm not gonna sit not, here and say that. But I'm not but I'm not I'm not sitting here trashing it at the same time either. Like because I fuck with the song heavy. I love it. It's a good song. It's just not the most lyrical song in the world. That's just my point of the situation. So it's just like I kinda don't see I'm I need to I guess my point is before I could really talk very well on this situation, and y'all know I'd just be out here talking my ass off without knowing shit anyway. Um, I really need Which to listen to some to more. Flame your ass <laughs> Trying to because flame me up before I even finish my goddamn point. <laughs> because, dog, you're over here, you're, you're measuring stick in 2022 for, I'm, uh, I'm talking about relevant as a whole in rap music is lyricism. And that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, like, no, no. I, I get I'm, that. I'm, I'm what, wondering. Well, is that what people are upset about? Is he not being lyrical, or are they just dogging him for the no. dance steps? Or like, what is it about the song? Because I, like I said, I, I don't know. know. What, I mean, what else are they going? I've heard they've been going on him. I've heard more lyrical stuff. But like, his lyrics are not the same as they used to be. That's most of what I've heard. But like, I don't. Because again, I don't pay attention to much shit. Plus, I spent I mean, most of the weekend in recovery, so I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> nah, f- fair enough. <laughs> but I look. I, I just think uh, that again. I think well for for one he's not doing he's doing uh like kind of like down south type of sounding records as opposed to what he was doing before he went okay. in. Okay. And granted that's probably his record label telling him nigga don't do that. You know, that whole New York scene is already kind of crazy right now and blah blah blah, you know, start doing these more mainstream sounding records because you already you're a fucking mainstream name. Like everybody knows who Bobby Schmurter is in rap, at least you know people who are rap fans. So you know, go ahead and and, and use this kind of sound. But I just think that that's not working. I think that Bobby Schmurter needs to kind of. And again, I'm sure he's probably just happy he just got back home from jail. (laughs) I know he is. I've heard some of his interviews. (laughs) Yeah. So and again, you know, I've never been to jail, but I could only imagine getting home from you know being around a bunch of smelly ass niggas, dog, Mm -hmm. with probably all kinds of fungal infections and all kinds of shit floating around, nigga. To to being able to be home and not have to worry about shit, Mm -hmm. nigga, and being a millionaire, multi millionaire, nigga. Let him live. I'm saying, I'm saying, if Bobby didn't want to do music for the rest of his life. Like, fuck it. That's you, Bobby. That's your life. Go ahead. You, like you said, you did your time. Go live your life. How the fuck you yeah, want to live it? You know what I'm saying? For sure. And again, you know, I, obviously, like I said, I've never been to, to jail before, but I can imagine you have a, a different perspective on life after doing, you know, with the time he did, which was, I think, seven years. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I, I just, I, I respect it whatever way it goes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like you said, if he wants to decide not to even do music anymore, hey, I, I respect it. You know, he... Like you said, he he has a a different perspective on this shit than than most of us who've, who've never been to jail mm-hmm. probably do, just because of how much time he did, and you know I don't know. Luckily, he's he's still able to come home and and it looked like he's still able to live you know comfortably. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shout well, out to yo, this just kind of reminds me. Let's let's talk about expectations on niggas. Okay. So like I said, Bobby, you know he did his thing. He did his time. He he home now. Like I said, Bobby could not do shit else for the rest of his life. And I'd be like, you know what? Live your fucking life, right? 
For sure. But we don't really give that credence to people, especially people who have given us so much. And my prime mm. example is Andre 3000. I feel like people just demand that this man start making music again. And it's just like this man gave <coughs> us almost like tw- 25, almost 30 years worth of music. You know what I'm saying? And Re- gave really? us great music. They've been popping since the early 90s. But didn't they only drop... How many albums did they have? Isn't it only like, like three albums? No, nah, it's like four or five. I don't know how many it was exactly. Hold on. Let's let's look it up. Because he doesn't have too much... He doesn't have any singles. Any single. Uh... Well, you forget that one of the albums was a single album between both of us. It was a double CD, but one well, each of them did one of the... One, uh, oh, one okay, of okay. Let's see this. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six. They got six albums from nineteen ninety six. Well, I guess it's more like twenty some years, nineteen ninety six to two thousand and six. Oh, okay. You said six albums between twenty twenty years. Yeah. No, nah, that that's that's not really. <coughs> well, actually, you know what? It might be. It might be between in that era. It might have been because I feel like at that point you can get away with dropping the album every four years for sure. Yeah, exactly. And but I mean, they I mean, he gave us such a good like you know body of music throughout the years. Like, but people still are like they they give that man grief about like you know, you not know doing music. You know why? Because he drops he drops verses like he did on <clears throat> excuse me on Pink Matter for Frank Ocean. He drops verses like he did um, for the other Frank Ocean song he did. Well, how far he, apart were all of those, though? A couple of years. Uh, I want to say at least between at least the, the two Frank Ocean songs, there was at least a four-year difference for sure. And then from the last Frank Ocean joint until the joint that was unreleased with Kanye last year. That was, yeah, I mean, probably like five years or so yeah so i mean like that man has given us what one two three technically four features (laughs) yeah (laughs) in the last decade (laughs) but see but but that's what i'm saying i feel like that's why people are kind of like fiending for it because it's like yo you know this nigga's giving us just little 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 pebbles of of fucking but it's like it's like this man is a whole adult he has kids a family and shit you know he's grown he's had like a 20-year career let the man retire and be grateful for what he's given you don't be expecting him to come out as an older artist and fucking just like give a whole bunch of music i mean like we're lucky that we get shit from from nas you know what i'm saying and nas has been pumping out music for the for a while, but even see, after he was in his heyday, Jay Z has part has pumped out stuff. But like, it doesn't work that way with every single artist. But I feel like we expect every artist to be like that. I'm glad you brought up Nas because perfect example, dog. We just we just reviewed Nas's joint, uh, uh, Kings of Z's two, mm-hmm. and we we've talked about Kings of Z's one winning a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me, dog, that imagine if Nas was just like. All right, dog. Well, I mean, fucking done. if Nas said he was done, he's done. He don't want to do it, right? No, like, but what I'm saying is, as a fan, and that's all we are at the end of the day. We don't know yeah. these people personally. We're just looking at it from a fan's perspective. And I feel like if you look at that, right, as a Nas fan, you're thinking, huh, you're telling me that I could have potentially not had King's Disease 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. Argu- arguably, arguably, up there in his in, the, in his discography, mm-hmm. it's it's up there. It's it's in his best albums. So 
dog. Obviously, you know, if if there's nothing, if you know, he has a family issue or or, or like a legitimate reason for it. Well, I mean, it, he came out himself. He came out himself and said, "I'm I have not been inspired to to work on music." He's like, so it's just like if you're not inspired to actually do it, you can't do it. And I mean, as a, as a as a songwriter yourself, I'm sure you understand that. I was just about to say that as somebody who who writes music themselves, I I can completely understand that. Um, because I feel like when you're right in the middle of writing something, if you don't have that inspiration to write it, you're gonna just feel like you're writing bullshit, and then you're just you're not gonna be at your at your most confident because you're not gonna have that, like you said, that motivation for mm-hmm. it. And that is true. I agree 100. If that's the reason for it, and, and you said that he came out and said that, so I guess we'll, we'll take that for that being a reason. Then I respect it because. I, I completely understand that, you know, as an artist, especially, you know, you're your own biggest critic. Exactly. So if you're, if you're not able to, 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 you know, come up with your best work, I'm, I'm sh- and you know what? I'm sure, I, I, I'm positive there's a hard drive somewhere in Andre 3000's house right now with thousands of unreleased songs. Oh, I'm that, sure. That, I'm that, sure. That were- I, I, like I said, I feel like that he was just trying to make stuff and trying to make stuff and he nothing came up to his standard. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's all just there chilling. And it's yeah. probably, like you said, uncomplete song, just a, a verse here, a verse over this beat, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I, I guarantee it. It's fucking probably like Prince's Vault. Oh, yeah. For you know sure. what I'm saying? All that unreleased stuff that they said that was in Prince's Vault and that would never even be released. Like, I'm sure Andre 3000 is the type of artist that has that type of shit. For sure. Because anybody who, again... Right now, because of uh, accessibility to, you know, technology and, and all kinds of recording, <clears throat> you know, stuff like that, uh, people who aren't necessarily really dedicated to the craft, to, you know, crafting and, and crafting their, their their technique and shit like that, they're able to, you know, get careers going with this shit. But the people who are really dedicated to their craft and perfecting it and things like that, uh, you know, they 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 get that. They get what where Andre is coming from. So mm-hmm. I, now, to, I totally get it. The whole opposite end of the spectrum with this could be Lauren Hill, where she gave mm. us two albums with the Fugees, and then gave us one solo Fantastic album, and then after that, like disappeared until they gave her the what is it the MTV uh, Unplugged joint. And she did like an MTV Unplugged album and had a, a couple of new joints released off that. And then that was it for her. So like, what what would you say in, in, in defense of her? Because I feel like Lauren is also the type of artist that would probably have a whole rack of shit that has been recorded right. and is just chilling somewhere. Like, for I mean, sure. she on that damn guitar just strumming and singing her heart out and on some random Digging. shit. Like, I guarantee she's got it too. But it's <laughs> like... Let me let me just tell you, dog. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite sounds in life, is an acoustic guitar in Lauren Hill's hands, yes. being strummed beautifully, dog. Because again, he just mentioned, uh, Cooper just mentioned uh, the unplugged uh, uh, Lauren Hill album. If you have not listened to "Gotta Find Peace of Mind" by Lauren Hill on that joint, bro. Go change your life as soon as you get finished listening to this because I'm telling y'all, that is one of my favorite songs of all time right there. It's just fucking amazing. So definitely, um, it, it's kind of just, it blows my mind that she came, did that masterpiece of a fucking Unplugged album and then just never came back. Yeah, no bull. It's, it's it blows really, my mind. really weird. But you know, hey, like again, that's... uh. You gotta have that uh, inspiration or whatever, and I know she. No, that's true. That's she kind of blamed hers on family, like raising family, 
Because I don't mm. remember how many fucking kids that she has. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, she has at least, well, at least two or three. I want to say she had like four, but I mean, mm. I don't really remember. But, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, there's, there's again, just another artist that people had such high expectations. They wanted to come yeah. back and do so much more music, and she just never did shit. In fact, I feel like she disappeared for, like, almost a, almost a decade before we even really heard from her again. Yeah, no, that's so. true. And, again, and, and, and even when she came back, you know, she had the whole little situation of her not uh, showing up to, to concerts on time and that whole little shit that she addressed in, in the Nas song. So. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So definitely, um, I mean, look, going back to the to the initial topic, just about uh, artists in general, you know, not living up to these fan held expectations of them. I just look, I I just feel like as a fan, you know, we're, we're allowed to to hold these obviously respectfully uh, these expectations with what our what our favorite artists because you know, again, like you said, Nas is a perfect example of that. You know, he's able, like, imagine imagine if if all these people were to come out and granted i'm sure it wouldn't happen with everybody i'm sure there'd be an album from an artist that we feel like might still have it that they would drop and it'd be trash i'm sure but i don't know i I just feel like as a fan um you're you're, like even now like with kendrick lamar i'm I'm still waiting for him to drop his shit uh so and and it's been like what five years now or four at least four years since he dropped damn so um well, he did give us the Black Panther soundtrack in the meantime. That's I mean, true. I know it true. wasn't all him, but it was it was executive it was produced by him. And you can actually tell that that was actually executive executively produced by Kendrick because mm-hmm. it had his touch on it for sure. Oh, Even from, if he from, wasn't from, on every song, from what they called a rooter to the tutor, dog. For sure, for sure. So definitely, um, and again, going I guess with that, I just feel like Kendrick is somebody who uh, I guess has also that in his arsenal as well. He's able to. To kind of, cause even and it's funny because when you listen to Kendrick Lamar's albums, he does that a lot in his albums too, where he's able to direct, you know, how album is going, like you know, just how to connect everything together. Yeah, he and, he he knows exactly how to make them joints flow. Exactly. So I I feel like he did that also with, with that joint as well. But um, yeah, drop that album, Kendrick. Hey hey, I'm looking forward to it. But let me see. Um. Like I said, there's not too much that has been going on that's really excited me. Yeah, let me see. I mean, I'm over all the Kanye the, and the and money Kim challenge. Shit. Oh no, nah, no, we haven't we haven't covered that yet. Yeah, ah, yeah. So I'm sure y'all have peeped that. I'm sure y'all have seen the uh, the money challenge going around. Now, for those of y'all who've been on IG for a little while, <laughs> y'all know that Fifty Cent was the OG one. When he was uh, going to war with what's her name, with with, with, uh, with the shorty that was trying to, I think it was his, his, I forgot. It was one of the lawsuits that Fifty Cent's had in the past five years. But was it Tierra Marie? It might have been either that one or the Rick Ross's baby mama. Baby joint. mama. Oh shit! I forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> shit too. Dog, it's funny as dog. This thing in Fifty Cent is such like. He's such a villain, bro. I'm telling you, he is a fucking super villain. Yeah, he literally is fucking Doctor Evil <laughs> sitting there with a goddamn cat in his lap. He's rich as fuck, <laughs> and he's plotting on evil ways to. And it's funny because he's still shitting on the girl. I think to this day, I think he's still making her pay him uh, his legal fees, which was like close to like a million dollars or some wow. shit like that. Wow. So, but um, yeah. So I guess they were trying to 
take get some money out of it. Oh yeah, that, I think it was for Rick Ross's uh, baby mama, because I think that she won her uh, she won her her settlement or whatever against Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. but he claimed that he was bankrupt. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, and I was like, how the fuck are you bankrupt with the big ass TV show on TV and the mm-hmm. fucking Smart Water or whatever the fuck it is that he's got going on? He got obviously got the vodka or some shit like that, right? Well, he definitely had with the smart water. He definitely sold a long time ago. But the vodka, I just remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it's nah, nigga. Fifty Cent is one hundred percent not broke. But yeah, nonetheless, never he cl- How do you? He I cl- don't understand how do rich people get to be a, to to do that. But go ahead, my bad. I ain't making control. I, I mean, think about it, nigga. Like I just feel like like I'm rich as shit, but I'm broke for real, <laughs> and I'm rich again what? next week. You know what? I, I I've always said this though. I'm I'm glad that if somehow I become rich at this point in my life moving forward, at least I've lived a good portion of my life as a broke nigga. Yes. So whatever amount of money I have, it's not like I'm just gonna jump from zero to a thousand. You know what I mean? Like I've progressively gone up, mm-hmm. and like I'm able to pretty much buy not everything that I want for myself, but like. Within reason, most of what I want for myself, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I feel like me having an insane amount of money, sure, you know, what I buy might change, but I feel like it wouldn't be like, oh, shit, I'm about to go buy 50 Lambos. Mm-mm. So You probably so buy like, 50 pair of shoes before you buy 50 Lambos. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Maybe I do blow through a quick... M real quick on some shoes, but... Think I wouldn't with the comic books, bro. Come on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nigga, for sure, and it's it's so funny, right? Because like, just to speak on that, like, so you you know you're a collector, and you you have, uh, I'm sure you've had either your mom or friends or girlfriend or whoever, kind of like look at your collection and be like, oh, why is this shit just kind of sitting here? You know what I mean? Just like taking up space, mm-hmm. like, and it, it it just blows my mind that like, you know, again for me. The same could be said with shoes. I have a, a mountain of shoes uh, in front of me right here that um, I'm sure most people are like, nigga, you have two feet and there's only 365 <laughs> days of the year, dog. And and truth be told, you know, these shoes are built to last, nigga. So you can wear them more, you know. But again, they just don't understand that like, yo, I like I like the whole aspect of having this. Like, like for example, like with you. You might not read every single fucking uh, comic book. I do. Like, oh, no, no, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, like, like you don't need every single one every single day. As in, like, if you've read one of them, I'm sure you'll probably read it again later on. But it, it's not going to be like you don't need them all at once. Yeah. Per se at that very moment, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure you know. It's but just the fact that you have it and you can go to it. You know, if you're ever like, yo, I'm trying to read that shit, or I'm trying yeah. to, like, I really like that. Doing so. Again, Ain't... same thing with the shoes. Yeah. That's same it. thing with the shoes. Hey, I'll tell you more times than often, like, I, I took your advice, or I took your 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 plan of, of ice in the shoes, where, nigga, I will fucking shelve a bunch of comic books, because I have a whole rack of them that I have basically mm-hmm. accumulated, but I haven't kept up with reading them. So mm. I'll, just put, I'll just put them together as they go in the order that yep. they're supposed to be read, and I'll put them on the shelf, and when the fuck I get to them is when the fuck I get to them. <laughs> Nigga, delayed gratification. You got to love it, bro. Hey, you got to love it. I love and, it. And, and, and again, for me, dog, with the shoes, again, for me, it's a little different because, you know, I feel like everybody, I feel like sneakers are part of, like, mainstream now, mm-hmm. where, like, before, if you were into sneakers, like, <laughs> actually, like, Jordans and shit, like, when, you know, when we was in high school, it was like you was a, a sneaker person. Yeah. Now, 
now, like if you had sneakers, you knew about sneakers back then. Mm-hmm. But now, if you have the newest Jordans or the newest Yeezys or whatever is out right now, um, it could just be you're like some fucking you know, like person who works in the office who doesn't, who's not into the into the whole the, you know the whatever whole culture of it. of it. You just like the shoe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I don't know, man. I, I just feel like for that reason, I kind of have to do what what you mentioned, which is the whole putting them on ice because it's like, all right, everybody's fucking gonna wear the new whatever's out right now, and I'd rather put these on ice. For like a year or two, maybe a little bit more, and then bang, bring them just out. And then it's kind of like, again, definitely you're still wearing them. You're not just fucking putting them on your shelf to, to sip, you know, to just be there or whatever. Yeah. But, but again, you you fucking overlap. Like you're not wearing the same shit everybody else is wearing. And again, at the end of the day, I think that's what we want to do. We want to be fresh with our shit, but just kind of you know be a little little different because you don't want to be. The fiftieth nigga wearing, you know, the, the new Jordans or whatever. Fuck, you know. So. True, 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 true. Can't be the last one. Can't be nah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But uh, any anything that you anything that's going on recently that's caught your attention? Because I mean, like Shit. I said, these niggas ain't really they ain't, they ain't doing anything for me this week. <laughs> nah, um, let me see. Let oh, what me is this? See. Boozy takes takes shrooms for the first time. Oh, I've seen that shit. <laughs> hey, have you ever taken shrooms before? I have, yes. <laughs> All right, let's let's tell let's tell a fucking shroom story real quick, and I'll tell mine first. So it's funny because I've always been scared of of fucking shroom. You know, I've I've been definitely been smoking this whole time or whatever. But niggas has been you know kind of weirded out with the shrooms. You know, yeah. everybody always says you gotta make sure you're in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. You know. Around good people. Yeah, around good people, you know, and just in a good overall environment all around. Yeah, yeah. So I remember my friend, she kind of started making these these, uh, shroom teas. And I obviously, you know, I started with a lower dosage and then I just started going up and up and up. And then eventually I had like a good mark of, you know, I I reached a good limit of it. And I was like, okay, this is how much I need to drink to feel straight, right? Mm -hmm. And... You know, whatever I I tried that a couple times and I liked it. You know, it was it was definitely different from fucking weed and alcohol and shit, but it was cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, this is recent. This is all in the past year, and I remember for Christmas, uh, my brother he found like somebody who has some uh, mushroom chocolate bars. Oh shit! Okay. And um, and yeah, he he pretty much warned me like, yo, dog, you know, like don't eat the whole joint because you know, just gonna fuck you up, right? right. Obviously, nigga, we some fucking gluttons over here. <laughs> so we went, we went for the. Well, I didn't eat the whole thing, but he, I still ate what he told me not to eat, right? <laughs> and mind you, this was on Christmas Eve, which for for all my Latinos out there, oh wow, it's actually Christmas. You have your family here. You have every and uh, that was the worst thing I could have <laughs> done, bro. Oh, I think I might have. T- I think I may have told you that before, but um. Nigga, it's funny because, again, if y'all have done shrooms, y'all already know, you feel like everybody around you, you feel everybody's vibe. Uh-huh. And, and you know, this just to fucking start it off, like, this is our first uh, Christmas uh, without my grandma here. Oh, wow. So I kind of felt like my dad, you know, obviously he's feeling it more than everybody or whatever. So um, 
I just kind of picked up on everybody's vibe, especially that. And obviously my dad was emotional around midnight because that, you know, from for Latinos, that's a big moment or whatever. So I just kind of, along with that, my dog had just had eye surgery. So wow. it, nigga, it was just shit piled on top of <laughs> shit on top of shit. And I definitely had one of them bad trip moments. And nigga, it was during Christmas. I couldn't go just go to my room and lay down and go to sleep. I had to fucking be up. So be careful when y'all take y'all shrooms. Is all I'm gonna say. I know yes. it might, it might y'all might think y'all got it, but all it takes is that wrong dosage or somebody dosing the shit out of whatever you're eating or, or drinking. Next thing you know, you're fucking hyperventilating in the fucking bathroom, looking in the mirror. <laughs> now my my story is is like. It's not as intense as that. Um, <clears throat> now, nobody told me not to eat like uh, for a while before I came to, to try shrooms. So mm. I think I ate like less than an hour before I got to my friend's house. Mm. So they were like, all right, well, I mean, you, you ate some, so it's probably going to take a little bit longer to hit you, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, all right, cool. So the whole time, you know, everybody's starting to really trip out. I'm starting to feel some shit. I'm starting to notice some shit. And it's just like I went to the bathroom, tried to take a shit. And like I'm sitting there, and looks like the hair on my arms and legs look like they're just moving independently by themselves. Hold on, you try to take a shit at your friend's house? Yeah, you <laughs> fucking dirty nigga. Hey, my <laughs> friends have clean houses. I don't know about yours. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't even about that. It's just you about to fuck that joint up. <laughs> First of all, I was already fucked up, so it was gonna happen either way. Actually, nah, I feel you. But I feel um, you. but then when I after that, I went outside to catch some air and to uh, smoke a little bit. And it yeah. looked like you remember Mortal Kombat, Johnny Cage, and he does the shadow kick with the little effect behind him that follows him. The, the little green. Joint? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at the trees and the leaves are going back and forth in the wind, and they got that effect <laughs> following them every time that they switch directions. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck, right? They told me that the shit was only going to be in your system for a couple hours. I was like, all right, cool. So like five, six hours later, after it's like late at night and shit, and like we're about ready to go. I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out. Start driving. I get on 270 driving back to Wheaton. Man, the whole shit turned into a motherfucking Looney Tunes highway. The shit was curving and swerving. Mm. And it, just looked like, it was ridiculous. It looked like the road was made of marshmallow. I was like, you know what? This is, this is, this is, this is not it. They lied to me. <laughs> they lied to me. <laughs> they lied. So, like, you know, the, the, the struggle to make the, like, almost 30-minute trip home. <laughs> like, oh, God, Doug. Ah. Hey, Plus, that, I had to drop someone off on the way. It was the worst. That is the absolute worst, dog. When you're just, like, when, when a 15-minute when a drive feels like an hour and 30-minute drive, uh-huh. even though it was only 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. But you're fucking tripping balls. So, yeah, nah, definitely. <laughs> It was definitely it was, if y'all gonna do shrooms, we're not saying to do them, but if y'all is gonna do them, make sure you don't have work in the next couple hours. Yeah, number one, you ain't got to go nowhere in the next. Ain't got to go hours. nowhere really, actually. Mm-hmm. And definitely, definitely, don't take them when you're gonna be around a whole lot of people. Yeah, cause that I could that's gonna fuck your whole shit up. It sounds like a good idea, cause that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, that shit was not a good idea <laughs> at all. I was no bullshit. I was sweating. I was all kinds of shit just fucking losing it because of that shit. So definitely be careful with your, with your shrooms. <laughs> Apparently, man, all I see is just, um, what's it called? Kanye and fucking, what's his name? Pete Davidson? No, no, no. I was just going to say Kanye and uh, fucking DJ Khaled. Oh, I'm so tired of DJ Khaled. 
that nigga is fucking hilarious. Um, when is he going to retire? That's what I want to know. No, but nah, that nigga doesn't ever have to retire because he doesn't do anything. I mean, facts. <laughs> like, so I remember, wait. remember that boxing match they had him perform, and it's like he didn't have the actual artists that were on the song. Oh. And I was just like, uh, how is this supposed to? And then it didn't work. <laughs> nigga, that shit was hilarious. No, it was for the for the all you do is win, win, mm-hmm. win, no matter what. And then he wouldn't even rap the fucking song. I was like, bro, it's like everybody hands go up. Nigga, that joint was dead. That's right. Fuck. I fucking cried laughing when I first saw that shit, dog. I was done. They were like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, nigga. I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I couldn't breathe, yo. That's mm-hmm. how fucking hilarious I thought that was. But mm-hmm. you know what? Khaled is the type of nigga that deserves that every now and then. He needs to get brought back every down. Now and then. He needs For to get sure brought back down to earth. For sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, well, I don't fuck, why don't we just end it with the fucking Khaled comments? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's All right, y'all. That's, that's it for the show today, y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Um, and we don't have no suggestions for y'all today because we really did not have this episode planned at all. So this is just straight raw uncut Terrible. for y'all. We, we, <laughs> we apologize. We hope to be back next week with Aaliyah, one in a million album yes. reviews. So definitely... Be on the lookout for that. Yes. Let me just say, Aaliyah was a very talented person at a very young age. That's just crazy. Because this yes. sounds like a fucking full-grown woman who's been, you know, singing for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, your next one, <clears throat> after we do this, we don't, we won't necessarily do a review for it. But go back and listen to her first album, mm. AJ Nothing that, But A Number. Mm. That's the one See, that even, was produced by R. Kelly. Duh, it's so crazy how, like, all that shit, like, from the fact that R. Kelly produced it to the album name mm-hmm. to and I don't know. Yeah. I know and and even even in the last joint, um or, or in the one that we're reviewing now, um, she was probably I think I, I did because I, I hear her the dude rapping about her and talking about Aaliyah. I think it's Slick Rick, uh, who's talking about a in the club. Aaliyah. Yeah, in the yeah, club. That's Slick Rick. And um and I'm just like, hold on. Is, a, is this when Aaliyah's like 17? Was mm-hmm. niggas just freely talking about a 17-year-old like that? But I actually looked it up, and for that album, she was just 18. Okay. But he, but even then, that's still kind of, you know, kind of wild, but it just kind of goes to show, like... I mean, how, remember how Britney Spears and Lohan and, and, and what's her name, Paris Hilton? They was all in the clubs before they was really, before they was 18. Yeah, no, nah, but but even then, what I'm saying is like the fact that like somebody would write, like just make a song and refer to this 17 year old as mm-hmm. this good looking girl, and that's the you know whatever the fuck you know them niggas would say. But it, I'm just saying that it's kind of crazy that they like they got away with that kind of shit back then or whatever. But hey, hey, um, but but like you said, at least I know now she was 18 when it happened, so I feel much better. Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah nah, for sure. <laughs> Because, again, I was listening to this shit, and I was like, hold on. This ain't her first album, because it can't be, because uh, I remember it was something like 80 number, but a, but a number. But then I looked it up, and when she recorded this one, she, I, matter of fact, she might have even been 19. She might have been 19 when sounds, that shit happened. So. Right. But, um, but yeah, nah, definitely stay tuned for that uh, for that review that we're going to have for y'all next week. So, you know, thank y'all for, li- for, for looking forward to that. Yep, for yeah. Sure. 
Well, y'all know where y'all can find us for your listening pleasure. Y'all can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addicts, Stitchers, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is spelled out. Yes, sir. Uh, you can also find us by going to Facebook.com and searching out uh, Hip Hop Heads Podcast, and we are also there. Uh, any words of wisdom for the folks before we get up out of here, sir? Uh, listen, man, if you have not tried uh, bubble tea before, if you don't have any Asian friends to get you on that wave, uh, go try out some bubble tea, preferably the taro bubble smoothie, all right? It don't matter which one you go to. It's all gonna be fire. Have you tried it? I've never. You never fuck. I've I never tried like bubble de- tea before. I feel like you definitely have an Asian friend somewhere. In- oh, I got plenty. I got I got a few Asian friends, but I've just never tried bubble tea. Nigga, you're a fucking luncheon dog. <laughs> hey, just, hey. <laughs> just never I'm was just much saying, appealing dog. to me. <laughs> hey, we were just talking about changing up your palate, dog, Man. and you got you. I'm trying to tell you, dog. Like, I don't know where else and- to go to get bubble tea but the mall, so. Nigga, there's mad little spots like all through like three. I know, I know you don't be down. Well, I don't know if you do be down like this area too much, but like all three fifty five. Is it Korean? A, is it a Korean thing? It, I want to say it's Taiwanese. Taiwanese, okay. I have it's, to find uh, it. I, I'll just look up bubble tea around hey, here. Hey, nigga, if you want to do a two for one, uh, do this spot called Jumbo Jumbo. I don't know if you ever heard of that joint. Mm-mm. It's a spot in Rock. That's a couple joints. Uh, uh, Jumbo Jumbo's in Rockville, but go there, get the Taiwanese fried chicken. It's these little, you know, Ooh, okay. fried little joints. Get the rice, then you get the whole meal, mm-hmm. and get yourself a bubble tea, a bubble smoothie. Get a mango joint. For actually, not get get the taro joint. Okay, nigga, that trust me, dog. Trust okay. me. Look, put me on. Put and, me on. And again, for y'all out there, not just for my man here, but also for y'all, wherever y'all have a uh, uh, bubble tea. Open up your fucking palate, y'all. Try that shit. It's just fire. All right, bet. All right. Well, uh, if I'm gonna say this, uh, if you can't uh, be good, and if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. Hey, and if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, <laughs> at least use them turn signals when y'all either a switching lanes, when y'all b about to make a right when I'm the dead. light is green, I'm so dead. I know to slow down. <laughs> Nigga, it's common sense, nigga. Like, it's common sense, bro. Niggas just be slowing down, not telling niggas nothing that they about to make that turn, and expect you to not run right into their back, dog. So, come on, y'all. Stop being bitch-ass niggas out there, man. Let's be respectful people out here, and uh, and, and let's, let's, let's all make it home safe on the road, y'all. So, definitely... Make him all proud. <laughs> I'm dead. And off that, y'all take it easy. We love you. Take it easy. Peace. Uh, peace. <laughs>